Famicast 41, uh, your Famicast for Tokyo Game Show 2014. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by Mr. Ty Shugert. Anime Lord 420. He wins the award. (laughs) Or something like that. And I'm also joined by Mr. James Charlton. I'm back again. He's back again. For a second Backstreet's back. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, as I just said, <laughs> we have a lot of uh, Tokyo Game Show stuff to talk about, so we're going to go ahead and just kind of get right to that. Uh, yeah, lots of, well, okay, I wouldn't say lots of cool stuff from Nintendo-related stuff, but, you know, at least a, a handful of stuff that's semi-interesting, so we'll... Uh... <laughs> Way to sell it, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to make it exciting for you guys out there. <laughs> so... Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll take a quick little uh, break here, and on the other side of the break, we'll be back with uh, impressions from the Tokyo Game Show. I'll go ahead and kick off new uh, business here, which is, you know, like we said, TGS related. Uh, you know, I got, a, I got a good chance to play Bradley Second, which was available on the Tokyo Game Show game floor. Um, you know, I talked about earlier back in January or so, you know, I got to play through the first Bradley default game and pretty much, I, I, I beat pretty much everything in the game. I, I did like the, the hardest difficulty and, you know, all that type of stuff. And, you know, I, I was pretty much looking forward to what they had to offer with Bradley Second, if anything. I, I was kind of anticipating just some kind of a really shitty, shallow demo with just like, I don't know, like uh, AR demo stuff like they did with the first Bradley Default Default, Bradley Default demo back in like 2011. But no, this was actually like a, a full demo. It was, um, I mean, essentially using the same battle system that was found in Bradley Default, which, you know, it, it's... If you're a fan of the series or RPGs or anything like that, I mean, it's still, it's pretty good. And one of the main things they were doing was introducing a lot of, like, new characters and stuff like that. And one, like, really big thing that they introduced in this particular demo was a new, um, a new, uh, what the hell do you call it? (laughs) (laughs) A new character, not a character. Controls. A new. Um, oh my god! What the hell do you call it? Come on, everyone, join in. Let's play. Guess what, Danny's thinking. <laughs> Let's play. Guess what, Danny's thinking. Uh, a, a, a new job, and this system is called. Uh, it's called a wizard. And um, one kind of cool thing about this, it's like one thing that they do is that they take a lot of elements from, I guess, you know, other magic users and stuff like that. Instead of like basically. Whenever you first start out the move set, you're basically choosing 
let's say you choose like some kind of like a, a basic element. So let's say like fire, like ice, or, you know, let's say like electricity, something like that. And then from there, you pick some kind of like a, like a, a more broad based kind of attack. And then when you do that, you're kind of like going out and like attacking these enemies with like these broad based attacks with like this special, some kind of like enhancement on that. And in the game, there's, it's really not like a thing that you can do. Typically you choose just some kind of like a, a base attack and that's a that's associated with some kind of like other attack but now it's pretty cool that you can actually kind of like I, it's almost like dual choosing like this type of stuff so it's something that really wasn't quite in the game before but it kind of changes up stuff a little bit so it's kind of good to see that type of stuff and uh so, so you've got your own job and then you can you can take another job you can kind of take Good jobs for the people. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Basically, taking your jobs yeah. from the from the people from other RPGs. Yeah, something like that. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, no, so that was pretty cool. And um, yeah, another thing that they were kind of showing on the show that not like a playable thing, but like uh, a job that they called, I believe, Tomahawk on the Square Enix website, which is, as you can imagine, some kind of like a Native American <laughs> related job where uh, the enemy character had some, they're dressed in some kind of Native American garb. And they were, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of ridiculous and maybe offensive to some people. Really? I thought Japan always got depictions of Native Americans <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> maybe. All races and cultures are equal in Japan. I, I haven't been paying attention. So let's just By pre- equal, I mean equally abused. <laughs> let's just pretend okay, there that you go. let's just pretend that that's the case <laughs> so yeah i mean it's the same type of thing i mean i guess the big thing is that like this particular character is some kind of like a uh, projectile weapon it seemed like it was some kind of like a gun so whenever the the characters the enemy characters were attacking like my characters is some kind of like a you know like i said projectile weapon like uh almost like a bow and arrow type of thing or some kind of like a shotgunny type of thing so uh, yeah, and this is something that's going to be, it's like, you know, the original Bravely Default where you defeat like these boss characters and you can get this, what's called an asterisk and, uh, use it later on in the game and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was literally labeled this on their website. So it's something that's going to happen, but yeah, it's not, I guess, officially announced, unofficially announced or something like that. So, so the first one did pretty well in the West, right? So there's yeah. a good chance this will come out too. Yeah, I would like to think so i mean i think it did fairly well in the west um i i don't have like exact numbers or anything like that but um yeah by the way is it called bravely second or bravely default second well this one is actually well i you know i don't know there's really no um western name as of right now so no the japanese name what is it yeah just bravely second huh so they got rid of the default yeah well that's like part of the system right (laughs) so So the, the the default system is no longer in the game. Well, no, 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 no. Let, uh, I will uh, reiterate that basically the same battle system that was in Bravely Default, which uses the quote unquote brave and default system, where let's say if you want to use what's called brave in the original game, it's where you basically kind of save up attacks over a certain amount of periods of time in a game. You can still do that, and same with default, where you basically save up like holding off from your attacks that, that that whole system is still into the game it's just like basically the main thing it seems like what's in here is just like story implemented stuff or uh you know basically that's about it that's what it seemed like from okay. the demo so very nice 
So, so what else have you been playing at TGS, Danny? So one other thing I did get to play on the show floor was uh, uh, Final Fantasy Explorers, which is kind of like the uh, latest. It's, it's like a four-player Final Fantasy experience. It's going to be on the 3DS towards the end of this year. I believe the release date <coughs> Monster actually, Hunter. Yeah. The release date is actually December 18th, like this year here. And it kind of reminds me, yeah, exactly. Like a, a simple like Monster Hunter type of thing, but with a lot of like Final Fantasy flair. So... Yeah, I mean, from 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 what I played, because I was really kind of disappointed, because I was thinking, hey, this is like a four-player game, but the demo only allowed you to play, like, up to, you know, two players at a time, so I was kind of like, oh, man, seriously, that's kind of lame. But, you know, you, you just play it and stuff like that. And, and, and did, the, you, did you play with other human people? I don't think it was possible on the game floor, so, <clears throat> yeah. Unfortunately, you can only play with other computer-controlled players, and then at the same time, when you're going on this mission, which seemed like the only one, because I think I, I might have only played it once, but you can play as you can play as there's a couple of different uh, character classes that you can play as, like uh, monk, knight, and white mage, black mage, a couple of different things like that. But you're you're going through and you're trying to fight Ifrit. And at the same time, you're, you don't have any human-controlled parties, but you have like some computer-controlled parties that, you're, that are on your team. And in my case, in the actual game that I had played, I had like a chocobo on my team, and I think it was like a goblin. It's kind of like bizarre. Fun. Yeah, so I mean, it's cool. So I mean, there's like a lot of like cool like Final Fantasy stuff like that uh, that's kind of like into play. And, you know, you're going through this... Uh, you know, it's like a dungeon type of thingy, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it really seemed like it was using, like, I'm pretty sure it was using, like, the Bravely Default engine. Because if you were to look at, like, the map on the Final Fantasy, like, section of the game, it looked just like what it did on Bravely Default, where on the bottom of the screen it shows kind of like this watercolor-esque painting. And then it shows, like, these little exit areas or something like that where you can see like okay this is where i can buy items weapons blah 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 exit the screen stuff like that so i mean it's it's it it seems relatively clear that they're using this engine which is a pretty good idea because they probably sank a lot of money into getting that thing created on the system um but and then yeah even the 3d visuals and stuff like that too i mean they look very similar to what you would see in in, in the first way default game and even, like I said, like the, the new characters and stuff in this game, Ifrit, whatever, um, they, they look very similar to stuff you'd find in Bravely Default. So, um, But yeah, so in the demo... Is this, is this in any way a Final Fantasy game? Uh, I mean, in, in any case, you can say like a, a Crystal Chronicles is like a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, sure, why oh, not? Oh, you said the words I were, was thinking. Crystal <laughs> Chronicles. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> hey, yo. Exactly. This is what this pretty much is this isn't obviously this is not a you know <laughs> numbered final fantasy game in any way shape or form this is like a multiplayer final fantasy type of thing that, that, that's the whole point of this game even if you play it in one player i mean the, the the whole point is to probably play with more than one person when you're going through this game but um can, can anybody explain to me why nintendo systems can't have just normal Final Fantasy games on them? Why don't you ask Square Enix? They probably have a better explanation <laughs> than I could ever have. <laughs> I think that's on Nintendo. They're looking for those exclusives. 
Yeah, and I, I maybe it's just this is the fact that like Square Enix, they they put so much money into like these new experiences that it just it, pff, they probably would make more money on these other consoles. Well, I don't know. You, you look at something like Final Fantasy Fifteen that's been in development for what like eight years, <laughs> and it's it's in the middle of development still. <laughs> <laughs> and you ask yourself, uh, how much money could they make off of something that's been in development for eight years? Well, I don't know. But apparently not enough to recoup their losses on the Wii U. With <laughs> <laughs> three hundred million in the can, but you know we can make it back if we put another eight years into it. Yeah. So actually, if if we just mention briefly Final Fantasy Fifteen, mm-hmm. how much is that? Is that? I mean, all the memes have already been done, but like, sure. How much is that a Japanese boy band road trip movie <laughs> in video game form? It's so weird. Yeah. It's... I mean, maybe. People in, uh, who haven't been to Japan or haven't spent a long time in Japan would notice that. But like those guys in that, they're exactly they behave and just move exactly how Japanese male teenage boys uh, move and behave. It's just it's scary. I mean, I work in a Japanese high school, and it's just like you know a mirror image of what the guys are like. Target yeah. demographics. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I'm not. I'm but, not surprised by any of it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what guys like to do. They drive around in their in their cars and they kind of look at stuff, and then they find <laughs> monsters. And they find monsters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God. But they're usually in the in the the parking lot of a Seven Eleven, as opposed to a, a mountain or something. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. At least you get it, James. And the roads are a lot narrower. <laughs> yeah. God. So, I guess, this, I guess with this game, I mean, yeah, the roads are a lot narrower. And you're at least playing with another friend or something, typically. You so, know, Danny, you're bravely second in your Final Fantasy Explorers, like... You know, your explanations have kind of blended together to me already. <laughs> it's like seriously, I, I can't. I don't know the you know the differentiating points here. You know what? Now that you actually get down to it, I don't know if I know <laughs> the differentiating points. So yeah, let's move away from the uh, the four player three uh, DS game and talk about Monster Hunter Four. Completely yeah. different. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah. So that's completely different. Right yeah. There. Well, you know, I, I guess just to just to put it, you know, just to kind of just put it out there, like, you know, I, I did get to play this game this a couple of different times at the show. Once, actually, on the show floor, and once another time, actually, in uh, like a suite with uh, Capcom. So we just give Danny a round of applause here. <laughs> Good Danny job. Got, Danny got to play Monster Hunter Four at TGS. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I'll tell you, I mean, it's it's something I've never done in my whole time of being on the NWR staff, playing a, uh, a Monster Hunter game <laughs> at the show floor. It's just something I haven't got a chance to do, and I got to do it two times this year. I guess I just had to make it up for lost time or something, right? So did you have to go through, like, a multi-hour line to do that? Well, I'll tell you. So, you know, when I, when I first went on the business day on last uh, Friday... I, I was worried that I would be having to wait for like, you know, what, six, eight hours or something like that. Right. Especially because they, at that time, too, they were on the Japanese show floor, they were showing off the new 3DS, the new 3DS demo, you know, like the brand new with the new control stick, all that type of shit. 
And um, no, basically, as soon as I got into the show that day, I just ran to the Capcom area and just jumped in a line. I didn't give a shit which one. It was a single player, multiplayer. I just jumped in one. And thankfully, I was actually in the multiplayer one, which is, you know, ideally, it's more of an ideal way to play Monster Hunter. Right. And um, that, that's the line I kind of jumped in. And so I got to actually, right from 10 o'clock in the morning that day, I got a chance to play Monster Hunter 4G mm-hmm. on the 3DS, on the new 3DS, which is really actually pretty rad. So, you know, in terms of the new 3DS hardware, one thing that I noticed, especially after playing Monster Hunter on the uh, normal 3DS a little bit later on in the day is that the, the game ran actually a lot better on the new 3DS. Um, some of the things that seemed a little bit better, it, it ran a little bit smoother. There were a lot less like anti-aliasing things, stuff going on in the uh, new 3DS version. It, it just looked like an overall smoother and just kind of better experience. Does, on the, does it load faster too? I can't really comment on that. I mean, it, it's okay. very possible that it could have, but it, it def- definitely seemed like it just performed better overall on the new mm. 3DS. And, God, it, 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 you know, playing any kind of multiplayer Monster Hunter, especially with the Japanese build, which is kind of built towards really, really experienced players that really know their shit about Monster Hunter and Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> you know I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> demographic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so I, I'm obviously not like a really great Monster Hunter player or anything like that, but, you know, I, I, I it was really interesting getting to play with two totally different groups of Monster Hunter players <laughs> in the same day, basically like one right after each other. And, um, you know, when I was playing with the, on the 3DS one, like, the, like I was playing with two people that were Japanese, and they were amazing. And another person I was playing was, like, a white guy who was actually playing the same demo as me somehow. And he was probably just – he just seemed super excited to just be playing anything <laughs> at all. Are you sure it wasn't, like, JJ from 8-4? I, I'm absolutely <laughs> certain. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that was fine. But when I actually got to the uh, booth, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the suite with the Capcom for the U.S., for the English version of the game. Mm-hmm. Actually, coincidentally, this is really weird. I got to play with Jeremy Parrish. <laughs> it was just totally random because I was I was just playing the game and they said blah 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 Jeremy and I looked over his name tag and I was like oh my god this Jeremy Parrish and um, yeah so we were playing Monster Hunter together and now it was a lot of fun just playing with kind of like you know not people that were so extreme and stuff like that but uh, but yeah again like I said it, it, it's it did seem like the new 3ds did seem to be running at a little bit kind of, I guess, higher fidelity in terms of that. And the, the stick itself, too, like, you know, the C-stick type of thing that's on the new 3DS, whenever you're just kind of touching it by itself, I, I don't know if you guys ever screwed around with, like, you know, those old laptops from back in the day with those old... <laughs> it's not like that, is it? It, it? it feels a lot like that when you're actually not using it in the game. But when you actually are using it in the game, it is very responsive, and you can kind of, you have a really good... Does it t- does it tilt like a C stick on the GameCube? It did not seem like that at all. To be so, it stays firm. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem very firm, but like I said, when you're actually using it, it, it it's it it does the job pretty well. Okay, okay. So it doesn't physically move so much, but it's very responsive. Right. It seems stiff, but it does move around 
a lot more than what you would expect it to. <laughs> that's what she said. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's cool, though. It's cool that you got to play both versions on the both systems on the same day. Right. Um, so And the English version, too, which is pretty cool. Right. So is it the, the Japanese version is... U is G, and the English version is U, right? Yeah. So I mean, if you want to get down to it, it, they're both the same version. The the ultimate, the U.S. version is called Monster Hunter Four Ultimate, and the Japanese version Monster Hunter Four G. It's the same exact thing, except for you know, there's English available. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. Have they ever called a game G in in America? It doesn't sound like it would. uh... Does it sound like they did to you? (laughs) It's like they're trying to they're trying to be hip. I mean, it's like, yo, for G, yo. It's just a Japanese thing. I don't think they're yeah. trying to be cool. I mean, come on, it's Monster <laughs> Hunter for crying out loud. <laughs> I wonder what it stands for. I bet it stands for something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, in Japan. A couple yeah. of arbitrary English words. Yeah, something mashed like together. That. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, you know, other than that, there were a couple of things I played at the show, but those were the the big things that I really got to take a take a look at. So yeah, you got to play a lot of games. I did. I mean, pretty much every Nintendo game. Yeah, well, <laughs> it wasn't much. I'll tell you, <laughs> all, all six of them. <laughs> all six of them. I mean, there were even like a few more, but it's like, well, I don't know if I want to write about these because you know we already have detailed write ups on the site anyway. So <laughs> Hero Hero Bank too. God. <laughs> Do I, if we could open this can of worms <laughs> Sonic Toon Sonic Toon which is otherwise known here in Japan well, well new, I guess in the west is uh, you know uh, oh, oh my Sonic god boom. Sonic Boom they see what, you see what they did there <laughs> yeah because they're making a cartoon of it so yeah. they called it Sonic Toon yeah. Uh, Japanese people. <laughs> yeah, you should groan. It's, it's but the the ironic thing is, Japanese people won't get that because you know not many people know the word cartoon in Japan. Right. So to shorten it to tune, they got no no fucking idea what that means. Yeah. So it's just, the game's gonna come out and probably sell terribly all over the world. <laughs> so, <Right>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, all over the world. It'll sell badly. Hopefully. <laughs> and they'll stop making Sonic games, finally. Oh, man, that'd be disappointing. Like they should have done 15, 20 years ago. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag shots fired. Boom. There you go. Yeah. That's cool, though. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I played some games, not those games. <laughs> not, not those games. No. Uh, let's see, what did I play at TGS? Um, I played some Xbox One stuff. I played D4 and uh, Killer Instinct Season Two preview stuff. Um, played Battlefield Battlefield Hardline. I believe you guys were there. Yes, that yeah, was fun. <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. I love that. That was one of the funniest things I've ever done at TGS. 
Yeah. Um, let's see. I played <laughs> Guilty Gear Exerd. Um, the console version is really pretty. And so is the Rockstar creator who I saw. What console were they highlighting? At um, PS4. Yeah, like the only systems I think it's nailed down for are PS3 and PS4. Um, but, you know, it has a non-zero chance of coming to Wii U and Xbox One. <laughs> a non-zero? Yeah, it may approach zero. <laughs> like, uh, you know, Guilty Gear Accent Core came out on Wii. I think it was o- only on the Wii for a while before the PS2 wow. one came out. <laughs> PS2? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what did you mean by the creator was was hot? What do, you, what do you mean by that? He, you know, he's a Japanese rock star. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he. Okay. Yeah, I, I missed that bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was actually the first time I ever saw him in person. He was kind of. They had a, like a little stage set up around the game, and he talked about some gameplay details and stuff. Was he wearing sunglasses indoors? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a couple. I did see a couple of guys like that. Yeah, <laughs> like guys that thought they were hot shit. Like this guy that came up on the Sega booth talking about uh... <laughs> <laughs> talking Dude. about video games. No, yeah, well, yeah, say. talking about video games. I mean, this guy was talking about the next uh, Yakuza game, and I was waiting in line to play Sonic Boom, <laughs> and this guy just came up and just cut through the whole Sega booth. And he's wearing these sunglasses and this sparkly black suit. And I was thinking, <laughs> he's wearing sunglasses. Like, are you serious? This guy's supposed to be like a big deal. And I saw him up on the stage later. And I was like, okay, this asshole thinks he's like some kind of hot shit or something. And Well, what, what can I say? I like to make an entrance. <laughs> James. Wow. <laughs> Tremendous. Yes. I wore that to my wedding, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it goes really nice under the disco lights. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Wonderful, <laughs> cool. Well, Stand next alive. time, just like at least say hi. Or you know, I was expecting that, but you know, hey, whatever. Okay. Um. So, Guilty Gear Exert has two new characters. One is uh, a super anime girl that does anime stuff. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. And yeah, she might she. Yeah, the the match I played, I played it against a guy who was just trying her out, and I I hung back, let him try all the moves and stuff. She's got a big anime gun that you can name anywhere on the screen, which is kind of that's neat. what they call that nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, she was a little too anime for Guilty Gear, if you ask me. But I don't know. Maybe that's an <laughs> absurd statement on its face. <laughs> is that a is that a, is that a thing? Too is that anime. possible? Yeah, like. I don't know if you guys have had a good look at Guilty Gear's animation. I think I've mentioned it before, but it's 3D models, but they have... Uh, yeah, they mentioned that on the A4 podcast, too. Yeah. It's like it kind of spins around 3D, but when it goes to the side, it kind of looks 2D. Yeah, it looks like actual hand-drawn animation, and it fools people all the time. That's Cause, crazy. Yeah, they have some lots of amazing anime tricks and stuff. So, yeah, if you get a chance, look at oh, some man. video. Could you could you imagine like a Metroid game in that style, like a you know hand drawn kind of two D Metroid, but you know the camera can actually move around from time to time. That would be awesome. Yeah, and this technology is like incredibly like portable. Like it's made on the Unreal Engine, so 
they can port it to any system they want, pretty much. Uh, Unreal 4? Yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever number it is. <laughs> <laughs> the one that doesn't work on Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, that's fun. Look for that game. And uh, I want to talk about Barkley Gaiden 2. <laughs> the, the full title of the game takes like a solid minute to say. And I haven't memorized it yet, so. But, okay. so, Barkley Gaiden 2, for those who don't know, it's basically a joke game. And they got into TGS through the indie booth on Sony's Good Graces. And, uh... I had no idea what they were going to do. Like, they put up a picture on the internet of, like, just this cardboard piece with, like, with the game title scribbled with a magic marker. <laughs> but, no, they they had a, a setup there. They had somebody who was working on it there. And uh, he has an amazing business card that's black with black ink. <laughs> oh, yeah, you show me Yeah, that. you can only read it if you look at it at just the right <laughs> angle. That's awesome. So he doesn't want people to contact him, or any people with bad eyesight to contact him. Right. So the original Barkley Gaiden is—it's like a parody of a Super Nintendo RPG where you're Charles Barkley in a post-apocalyptic world where Space Jam is canon. <laughs> of course, it, it is canon, and it has in any in any universe. It has like. Just this incredibly goofy anime plot, but it takes itself one hundred percent seriously. <laughs> so, and, ba- and Barkley's one hundred percent behind this, right? He, 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 I, I imagine he would be if he knew about it. But <laughs> let's let's not take chances. Okay, they, they're being very care- careful with their copyrights and stuff this time, since I think they're actually a sell the game for money. The first one's a free download, and I highly recommend mm. everybody in the universe play it. It's just like a like an eight-hour Super Nintendo RPG. Is it on Steam or? Um, just... I don't think it's on Steam. You just download it and play it from the, from the website. Yeah, okay. cool. from Tales of Games uh, Studios. <laughs> That's it. Is almost like a Japanese uh, game creator studio title, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like even <laughs> at the TGS of... booth, they they had the title up, and they have like an apostrophe in games. Like it's uh, yeah. You have to you, you read it, and then you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> and you read it again, it's like, no, that really doesn't make any sense. That's a, it's a recurring joke in the game too. <laughs> like, like there's a whole guns system, and guns has the apostrophe, like <laughs> like it's a possessive or something, right? Um, so the new one, it's um, more like an action RPG with a like 360 degree shooting, kind of like a twin stick shooter, like Smash TV or something. So, does he fire basketballs anytime? Probably. There, there's a whole. I'm sure there's a whole basketball system. Like the game is built around basketball jokes. I mean, there's magic and stuff, and you're gonna get into that. And uh, there's actually a basketball mini game you can play it's it's uh like a like a japanese strategy game like uh blitzball or advance wars or something nice yeah so you play a game of three on three hoops and i was told uh you can become like manager of the 
the league and then sell it to the space dwarves and then they start changing <laughs> the rules and allowing magic and stuff like that. It's just like Formula One racing. Right. <laughs> with, with magic. When they, when, they allowed, when they allowed magic to be introduced, yeah. it just ruined the whole sport, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, um, I'm not sure about a potential console release on that, but uh, I did find out that the game was originally envisioned as a Wii game. Huh. Yeah, I didn't... Not Wii U, a Wii game. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Yeah, the the concept behind this game is really old, apparently, like years and years. Oh, yeah, four, 40 megabytes old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that. Uh, there was a Kickstarter, like, a, a year or so ago. I remember the body pillow. Yeah, <laughs> they, they had that at the booth. I have one. I am, I, I'm actually leaning against it right now. Oh, nice! The Cyber Dwarf <laughs> body pillow—it's the best. Just remind me, what was um, "Shut Up and Jam"? Uh, it was just like a Sega Genesis basketball game. Oh, okay. Or Mega Drive, if you prefer. Thank you. I appreciate that. This <laughs> um... <laughs> for you, buddy. <laughs> and any Japanese listeners. Boom. Um, right. Yeah, I just remember Barkley "Shut Up and Jam." Yeah. <laughs> so. But never, I've never played it. But the title sounded cool. So yeah, yeah. So the the game they made originally was Barkley, Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Please Google it, and download <laughs> it. It's just a quick download, fun, free game. Especially if you're into jokes about video games and anime and nerd culture and like autistic video game rage forum posts that are ten pages long. <laughs> You have to read one every time you go to a save point. Great. Yes, and you have to. Yes, Great. And, that's brilliant. And uh, they're expanding that system. There's like I think there's a whole in-game internet in uh, Barkley Gaiden too. And from what I've seen, it's it's brilliant. They have a lot, a lot of writing in this game. I think they have four writers and just tons and tons and tons of text. Awesome. Yep. Well, um, Ty, you skipped over the um, <laughs> the battlefield experience. Oh yeah. But I, I wanted to talk <laughs> yeah, about that because that was it was so funny. Yeah. I mean, um, so I'll wrap up my stuff and let's just talk about that. Yeah. yeah well, this can be like linking into into my bit. Or yeah. Whatever, but so Ty, you 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 got contact in contact with an old. Was it Planet GameCube or uh, yeah, Nintendo yeah, Report? Yeah, in the old days of Planet GameCube, uh, a friend of our site, uh, Ray Almeida. Um, I, what was his uh, hacker alias? Do you remember? Oh, I don't know. We called him Crazy Ray a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, well, that, yeah, not to his face. <laughs> oh, no, sure we did. We, we love him, though. Um, so, yeah, I find out years later he's... Uh, He's a big shot at EA, and uh, he was posting about it on Facebook, and he, he said to get in touch with him at TGS, and so I did, and he got the three of us VIP passes to go play Battlefield, right, Battlefield right, right. Hardline. and Because uh, that's the, fir- the first thing you think about when you think of Nintendo World Report is, uh, let's go to EA. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> 
and all zero of their games that they've made. Yeah. The Nintendo system. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty cool. They had a crazy boot, right? Yeah. Um, like I, as you certainly remember, they had like a whole. Uh, they had some fun activities for us before we actually played the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it was so good. We got mugshots taken. Yes. Which you can see on your screen right now, right, Danny? Yeah, right there. <laughs> see that? Man. Yep. It was so good. And yeah, you, they had like a, what would, what do you call it? Like a lineup thing? Yeah. They? Yeah, we got... Like the li- usual suspects kind of thing? Right. Uh, I'm six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they'd reduce the sizes for the J- Japanese audience? Um, I like... don't think so, but... <laughs> I, I was st- look, standing look a bit Ma, in front. I'm six feet tall. Yeah. So we did that. We got mug shots. We, they put them right on our phones, which was nice. And yeah. um, then we went inside to kind of like a... I'm not sure what the what the word is, like a police briefing. Yeah. <laughs> sure. With a, a not quite American guy. Giving us the, the rundown on the, the criminal activities. We were... I, I would have called it an English lesson. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I needed a few. What? Like this, this, big, this big black guy walks in and you, you thought he was going to be you know, an American guy. but <laughs> Is it Not quite. Not quite. Maybe Nigeria, whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just imagine the phone at the... the, uh, the um... The headquarters in EA in Japan. It's like we need a black guy. Uh, I've got a Nigerian here. He can kind of speak English. Yeah, he'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Get him in here. Well, it's like a time-honored tradition in Japan. When you need a, an English voice actor, you just take the first guy you find, like right off the street, <laughs> and you get like Resident Evil One's voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happens. That's right. Yeah. So, hey, why is- so. Uh, we did that. It was fun. The- <laughs> that was so good. The weirdest thing for me about his thing was that he was dressed in a police uniform. Yeah, oh, yeah. LAPD. Which was, which was pretty, yeah, pretty authentic. And then he was like, so, you know, as the criminals, you need to, like, kill all the police officers by smashing into their cars and shooting them in the face. But if you're a police officer... You should be trying to kill the, the the robbers and you know smashing their cars. And it's like that's what the police do, <laughs> right? They they needed like a total gangster to like come in and like brief the other half of the room. Exactly, it's just <laughs> it's just so weird. And then they had the, of course, they had an interpreter standing behind him, right. you know, interpreting everything he said for the uh, the Japanese audience, right? Which is pretty funny. <laughs> And then they started screaming at us. Go, go, go. <laughs> Hoorah. Hey, I yeah. was running. Yeah. I was jogging. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was walking briskly. <laughs> Partially fearing for my life. Yeah, he's going to get you. Yeah, he's either, either going to get me or sell me a fake iPad from China. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> I didn't want to take my chances, so. (laughs) (laughs) And then we played the game, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. (laughs) It's been a long time since I played a Battlefield. I used to be pretty big into Battlefield. I want to say it was called Modern Combat. It was 
It was on both uh, the original Xbox and 360, I think. And all oh, right, it's a long time ago. Yeah. So, but it, it started coming back to me about halfway through the session. So that's cool. <laughs> But the the whole point of that story was, you know, more of the experience, right? Right. Oh the, yeah. The game oh, itself. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the smashed up old van which was parked at far side. <laughs> Where the hell did they get that from? Did they they import this van and then like put a sledgehammer to the front of it? Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good question. Maybe when I get a chance, I'll ask how they built the booth. Yeah. How did you get that? Because it wasn't a Japanese van, right? It was like a. a like you know, almost like this a is... team style. Yeah, you know, beat up old van. Wasn't yeah, it? no, this is like totally yeah, nineteen eighties American beat up van with like you know, I mean seriously, like you know, foreign actors outside of the booth doing yeah, the, stuff. the kind I mean, of van really... that has free candy. <laughs> Get in the van, <laughs> oh, Jesus! Christ. Get in the van. I got oh, candy. Okay. Yeah, seriously. Maybe, maybe maybe it was like a collector or something that lives in Japan. It's like, can we borrow your van for a trade show and smash it to pieces? It's like, yeah, sure. Sure, why not? Sure, man. Can you have it back by Friday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and we got a little bit of swag, too. We got bags. Oh, yeah. I think we got, like, Band-Aids <laughs> that say Battlefield Hardline <laughs> on them. Yes. That's a bit worrying. Yeah? Yeah. When when the girl says you had to cut yourself before she would give you one, that's a bit weird. <laughs> Is that what she I was saying? What she like, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't quite catch it. No, no, she was saying um, we had to tweet about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, I didn't know if she was going to like force me to tweet in front of her before she would give me them. Oh, she didn't so force I, me I, to I just... tweet. <laughs> Hashtag, you know, Battlefield Japan or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, that was odd. <laughs> that was weird. But I did put awesome. my mugshot on Facebook immediately. Awesome. Yeah. There's a we'll have to there's come. a PR victory for them. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, so I guess I should go next, right then? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I like Ty. I was only there for the the public days, and um, when I got there, when I realized how many millions of people were there, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I kind of gave up on the idea of actually playing any games so um i just decided to just you know hang out with these guys and just have some fun so i just concentrated more on you know taking pictures and videos so you can look forward to a, a pretty trolly video from me <laughs> uh, sometime, I am sometime looking after forward this to episode it. i mean yeah i pretty much trolled every single booth uh, on the show with you know with potential trolling um just just as a, a little um well <laughs> at the Metal Gear Solid Five booth they had um <laughs> you know <laughs> actually you, you guys weren't around at this point, but um you could actually um you know that I don't know if you've seen any of the videos of Metal Gear Solid Five, but you can there's like a time lapse thing where Snake can kind of fast forward through time by smoking on a cigar. <laughs> have you seen that? I have so not. they were they actually allowed you to do this yourself. They had like a you know a TV screen set up and um, they had like this <clears throat> kind of camera tracking thing where you could put like a camera or an iPhone onto it and it would um kind of move in a smooth 
motion and take a video of you with the back with the background and the, and the sound effects. Smoking a cigar. Smoking a cigar. Yeah, have all these <laughs> fake cigars laid out for you. So yeah, um, yeah. You well, you can look forward. To you can see what I did on in the video. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty funny. And then you could write a comment and put it on as a suggestion for what Kojima uh, should do in his next game. Uh, I said, <laughs> I said, I just said, keep promoting smoking, Kojima. Free <laughs> <laughs> health. God, come on. I mean, you know, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't. Well, I didn't play. Not like I didn't play anything. I, I realized that. Uh, well, at the end of the day, you know, I'd had some good fun making the videos and hanging out with you guys. And uh, I think you guys had headed home or were on the way home or whatever. So I went to the um, family section. Because I knew there's, there's always pretty much exclusively 3DS games in that section, right? Because, you know, what other system has kids' games on these days? And, uh, yeah, it was pretty empty, and they had, um, you know, a bunch of 3DS games like Cooking Mama Something Something Cake Stall or something like that. Yay! And Mama was there, the real Mama, she was there. Wow! You got to meet the yeah. Mama. Yeah, yeah, and her, yeah, her English is pretty shit. So <laughs> the the game captures that perfectly. Great. Uh, yeah, and they had a bunch of other things like I don't know some Doraemon game and Lego uh, movie game, which is coming out here apparently. And Bandai Namco had one of the only Wii U games there, the the Taiko Drum Master game. Yay! Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that seemed pretty popular with with the kids. That's popular and, with um, everyone. Yeah, and they also had a br- the brand new Mario Kart game, which oh. uh, is not Mario Kart Eight. It's the, uh, <laughs> it's the slightly uh, retarded cousin of Mario Kart Eight. Mario Kart uh, Twelve. Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it Twelve? I wait don't know. I don't wait know. Minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sure. Eight, why not? Nine, ten, eleven. Yeah. I guess it's Mario Kart Eleven. That was closer than I thought I was, but you know, hey. Yeah. James Jones. He loves it. He would call it Mario Kart 11. But anyway, yeah, Mario Kart Arcade version 3, which you guys talked about a few episodes ago, right? Right. Um, the one where you can merge. If you play in the two-player two co-op mode, you can actually merge two cars together and become a tank <laughs> and, and blow people off the road. One person steers and one person shoots. Just like real life. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, if, you, if you're driving kids, you know, try that. Yeah, well, try ramming into a car and see if your cars merge into a tank. Do drugs. <laughs> Do drugs. <laughs> but yeah, that was yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty popular with the kids too. That one. Um, Doing drugs or Mario Kart? <laughs> both. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was well. I guess that's not really Nintendo. I guess that. Who makes that? Namkai, Namco Bandai? Bandai, Namco, Namco, Bandai, Bandai Namco. whatever. Actually, pretty much all the games in the kids' booths were Bandai Namco and on 3DS and or Wii U, which is pretty weird. There you go. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all I play. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you probably everybody listening to this podcast knows, Nintendo don't go to TGS and they rely on the third parties to do that and third parties often don't oblige <laughs> and they don't show any games but they do sometimes and this year danny what would you say this year is better 
the same as last year? I, know, I mean, you know, last year there were about the same amount of Nintendo titles, titles on Nintendo platforms, I guess I should say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, not Nintendo games. Yeah, I games mean... Uh, playable on Nintendo system. Yeah, I think I, in terms of disper- and impressions and stuff like that, I think including something about the new 3DS, I think I wrote like six different sets of impressions, and I think that last year was the same amount, minus a new hardware revision. So, I mean, it's almost the same, something like that. So it's not a lot, but, I mean, there were still quite a few different things out there. Even some things that I played that I didn't write about because I figured, well, nobody <laughs> gives a shit about it, so what's you the point? What? Going to TGS as a, as a Nintendo guy, you, you re- it really do feel a bit Groundhog syndrome sometimes. It's like, you know, you've got your Monster Hunter, you've got an Ace Attorney game. Which they just showed a video of. They didn't have playable at the show. There you go. You know, you've got an RPG of some sort, you know, several RPGs <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> Which are a terrible sh- a, a in shitty terms puzzle of, game. like, fucking, fucking demos. It's just so goddamn hard to even write about this stuff sometimes. Yeah. How do you write about an RPG that you play for two and a half minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, here's, here's, like, seven minutes of story, and here's three minutes of, like, gameplay. It's like, really? This is how we're going to do this? Yes. Would you like to watch the cutscene, or would you like to play, you know, for a few minutes? It's know? pretty much how it goes. you got to choose. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably TGS has got progressively worse for Nintendo systems, but, you know, this year wasn't too bad, I guess. No, I mean... like, like It could have like been said, worse. <laughs> yeah, there, there were some, like, kind of cool games that I think, you know, when they actually come out, they're probably going to be a lot better <laughs> than actually playing, like, a demo version. In terms of, you know, like, Bravely Default, even, like, I played, like, the new... Um, uh, Tales game that's coming out on 3DS too. I mean, it's actually pretty cool. It's like a simulation, like RPG type of thing. You know, stuff like that. I mean, this stuff is it's really hard to kind of come come away from like a demo and actually have some any kind of positive feelings about. But even though if it is cool, if they have cool animation, blah blah blah, it's just yeah, it, it's really tough to kind of talk about this stuff sometimes. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, you can read all of ten- Danny's impressions. Yeah, not many. Uh, on NintendoWorldReport.com, because I didn't write any, and Ty didn't write any. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even a writer on the site anymore. <laughs> and uh, Matt Walker was working um, as a Capcom employee, so uh, he, he didn't really play anything. He was busy working. So uh, there you go. So that's TGS 2014. Hype train terminated. <laughs> no fun allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. And we're back, and it's kind of want to touch a little bit more about Smash Brothers because we, you know, had a little bit more time to play a little bit more since the last time that we had actually talked about it. And uh, James is going to kind of kick us off here. I am. Oh yes. Sure. Why not? <laughs> so yeah, Smash Brothers. Um, 
Yeah, I've been enjoying this game pretty much. I've been playing it every day since I got it, pretty much. Uh, it's really helped the commute, and uh, you know, I usually play a bit of online when I get home as well. Um, so, I've, yeah, I've put quite a few good hours into it, unlocked all the characters by now, which mm -hmm. I won't spoil in case there are two people who don't know by now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a couple of the, uh, the new, the, the, the last characters that you unlock have actually turned out to be uh, my favorites, which are pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the thing that uh, actually they mentioned RFN, they were, they were talking about how the Smash Run demo at uh, E3 when they played it, they said that they weren't really feeling it. So I just thought I'd um, you know jump in there because you know obviously we've been able to play the final version and right. played a lot more of it, you know. To and <laughs> unfortunately, those guys were. Spot on. I mean, the the E3 demo. I don't think much has changed uh, in the final version, and I mean, it's very very weird because it's on the, it's on the first page, first the main screen of the Smash Brothers game, right? Right. Right there, you got you got Smash and you got Smash Run right there, and I would consider it probably the worst mode in the game. Yeah. Uh, the least fun, I would say. You know? Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I mean, you know, it's. It's not terrible, but it's like I don't play Smash Brothers to do something like this just to kind of put together some kind of like statistics that are only going to do me well for this one particular match. It just seems kind of like, I don't know, it's just, it's just yeah. not fun. It's just not a, yeah. It was kind of like, I actually, at one point a long time ago, I thought that it was going to somehow integrate with the, the figures, right? The Amiibos, oh. you know. I thought maybe the stats would apply to the, your figure or something like that, but it's just a completely standalone experience. So it's like you do one thing, you know, you pick up all these things on the way. You might get a trophy lying around sure. some, somewhere if you're lucky. Sure. And then, you know, you're there for like five minutes. You can't set the timer. It's like it's forced to be, you have to play it for five minutes, which it basically boils down to is this, uh, what's it, the emissary, what's it called, the space thing, Subspace emissary. Subspace emissary from Brawl. It is basically that. Except it's in, you know, it's a confined thing. You know, you can reach the edge and you can't go any further, right? So it's kind of like a contained thing. Mm. But you play it all at once and there's like, there's four of the, you know, three of the CPU people running around at the same time or, you know, real people if you have them nearby. But ultimately it doesn't really matter, you know, what you do. You have a, you can either battle people or you can, there's a race mode as well, which I had a couple of times where you have to race to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, or there's some there's a vertical version as well. You have to climb to the top, you know. You know those those are quite you know exciting, but it's like to get there, you know, it takes five minutes to get there. So yeah. it's like yeah, let's have a race, but let's dick around for five minutes first. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If 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 we could just like you know say hey Danny, do you want to play Smash Run online, for example? Which there isn't an online version, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go online, so it kind of ruins the whole point. But if, for example, they patch this in, like I could play Smash Run online and I could skip the five minutes of bullshit, then I think that would be quite fun. Like if I just wanted to race Danny or something like that, and sure, then, you know, have a battle at the end or something like that, that might be fun. But the way it's structured right now is it's not fun at all, and mm. it's completely pointless. And I I barely find myself playing it. Um, like if you want to get the goodies, you know, like the extra techniques, moves for your characters, you know. Every character has like 
three versions of every smash attack. Right. You know, the side B, neutral B, down B, up B. You know, there's three versions of that for every character. So there's a lot of moves you can unlock. You know, if you want to unlock those, your best bet is um, is not is not smash run. Right. It's probably something like um, the shit. What is it called? So yeah, the, in the figure section, uh, the trophy section, there's this thing called figure rush, which you can um, you put coins in, you can pay, you know, whatever, however many coins to play, up to two and a half minutes, and all these blocks fall down, and you can smash them, and uh, if you smash a certain amount of blocks, then it goes like you know fever, and like all these um, trophies and items fall down, and you can just collect them, and you can get shitloads of items and money and everything in that. Uh, in that mode and yeah I've been just spamming it with Donkey Kong if you just do his, do his down and down beat a down smash thing and uh, do the ground pound thing oh, you yeah. can just smash everything to pieces and you can get shitloads of stuff that way mm-hmm. and uh, the other modes the what's it called this, the classic mode right I mean that's a lot more fun to play I mean you, you're doing proper battles and uh you know, like things from the original Smash sixty four. You know, like fighting giant Ness and uh, you know, like a team of uh, Mies and things like that. You know, and you're collecting coins and figures in, on the way. You know, that's a lot more fun. And you get a you you get your the figure of the character when you beat it at the end as well. Right. There's a there's a point to it, and there's a point to doing it with every character. But with Smash Run, there is literally no point in doing anything with anybody. Right. <laughs> so. I don't really understand that. And yeah, I, really I, mean, hope. I, I mean, there might yeah. be some kind of like accomplishments or something like that you get with it. But I mean, aside from like these little tiny things, it's like, yeah, I'd rather just play other modes or with people, <laughs> you know, because exactly. I mean, you know, come on, when, when it comes down to it, like, <clears throat> I don't have a lot of people to play with locally. So it's like, what is the point of like playing this mode? I don't want to play Smash Run with computer characters because that's lame. Right, right, right. Well, we, we did play it uh, at TGS Danny stayed over at my place, and uh, we did play a lot of these games uh, in local multiplayer. Right, right, right. So we tried, we tried out the lo- local multiplayer, which worked great. Oh no yeah, lag at all, perfect, smooth experience. Same for Field Smash, which <laughs> was lame. <laughs> was lame. I can't even remember what we did. Did we even finish it, or did we get bored? Did we? I don't really remember. We <laughs> might have. Of... We we might have actually finished it. Did we? You know, the Smash Run. But I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just you know, like I said, I'd, I'd rather just play. You know, just get to playing just like a regular round of Smash. Because I mean, that's that's what kind of it's about, really. I mean, if I'm local playing locally, I just want to play against my buddies and just like kick ass or get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which we, we tried to play All Star mode. Oh, <laughs> we couldn't beat it though, could we? Because <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of pressure. Like, in one, if one of you die, it's game over, right? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. So there's a, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff like that. What we were playing one of the other ones, like the 100 man challenge or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And we would get to like, oh, we were like, literally, I think one time when I died, we I was, we were like four guys away. Another time when James died, we were like two away. It's just some <laughs> ridiculous thing like that. So it was that like, was so you know, frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's still looks like a lot of fun because it's like you're playing with your buddy, and it's like, "Are you serious, you yeah. idiot?" You know, usually he's, James <laughs> is talking to me. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pressure on that, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you know, you make one mistake, you both fail. So. Yeah, pretty much. 
Hashtag thanks, Danny. <laughs> I think I was the one that screwed us up both times. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, you screw up your jump when they knock you off. You know, you, mm-hmm. you screw Danny. The thing about the hundred man one is that they get harder as he keeps going. It doesn't True. get easier, so yeah. as you get more damage, mm-hmm. and they they get stronger, so it's like you're more likely to fail right near the end. Right. When you got like two hundred and forty percent damage, and there's like you know, still <laughs> there's still ten guys to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we had we had some good fun local multiplayer, right? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Absolutely. Good times. And, Absolutely. Uh, we haven't played online since we did the the live show in the middle of the middle of September. Right. Um, we'll have to do that. Actually, yeah, we should try to do like a three or four player. Yeah. Online game. <laughs> Oh, if Ty gets the game, Ty, you like playing Smash Brothers online, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say Smash Brothers has the best online code in the world? Uh, yeah, like very sarcastically, that is a thing I would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. What What is the best uh, online fighting game? Uh, Killer Instinct, actually. Huh. Yeah, like um all right, for so many years like GGPO had like hands down the best netcode. And but I think I mentioned this before. I think Killer Instinct is the only game that has surpassed it if it's not using GGPO technology. It doesn't it seems like they didn't license it. There's no GGPO logo or anything in the credits that I've seen. Is that Guilty Gear or something? No. Um, it, it's a netcode protocol devised by one of the Canon brothers. It was also one of the guys that started Shoryuken.com and Evo. So he just, uh, he just made his own netcode for fighting games because he was sick of how badly, um, Smash Brothers played on Wii. Well, <laughs> fighting games in general were handled. Like, I think GGPO actually predates... Uh, Smash Brothers. Okay, so GGPO uses um, God, what's the word? Rollback based netcode, where when you touch a button, like your action comes out immediately, and uh, it sends that data to the other player, and it doesn't wait for it to bounce back to to keep syncing. It just checks to make sure things are synced intermittently, and if something is not synced it will just kind of adjust the game state on the fly to catch up rather than to slow things down. So usually So would that would that apply to a Smash Brothers game though? It with all the shit going down, like a you know, a green shell flying across the stage at the same time as you punching someone. Yeah, certainly it can. Um it might be harder to implement like on like a 3D engine kind of game well a game with 3d models but Mm, let's see well street fighter cross tekken had pretty good netcode it was it was also rollback based well not specifically being ggpo so it's doable it's not hard and that technology is now really old and hands down cheaper to to license than to develop any netcode well, Internally. how much do you want to guarantee that Nintendo and Namco Bandai did their own shit regardless? Yeah, they probably did. 
I mean, you know, you know, like James and I talked about a couple of weeks ago or whatever. I mean, you know, the Smash Brothers online on 3DS, it's not bad, but... It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Jesus Christ, with other stuff available out there like this, it's like, I, I, I really kind of wish they would have, you know, invested into something like this as opposed to like, hey, we can do our own shit, fuck you guys, or fuck whoever, you know? It, it's well, just disappointing. N- Nintendo never use, you know... Those kind of third party well, type things. Do what they? Game Spy? I mean, kinda. Game Game Spy is. Re- <laughs> <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> it's the same thing. Doesn't exist anymore. It's so. the same thing, Ty. It's the same exact thing. Maybe better. Yeah, dude. Okay. <laughs> I, I think uh, Mortal Kombat Nine used Game Spy net code, Ooh. and it was trash. Ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I you know. I don't, you know, I kind of give them like a, a, a kudos for like, hey, congratulations for trying your own thing. But at the same time, it's like, hey, uh, maybe you should do something that's a little bit. It's uh, so dumb. It's cheaper to license better net code than to make yeah. your own. And, you know, James and I had talked about this maybe even on the last episode and or maybe even I don't remember if it was something in between. But, you know, with the new 3DS coming out, it's possible that and, you know, other podcasts have talked about this, too. But it's possible that maybe the things just run simply just better on like these new on this new hardware where, you know, there there is like a CPU boost. There There is like a boost with like, you know, the wireless and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So it's yeah, possible yeah. that this stuff, I mean, it's it, it, it's kind of optimized for this new hardware rather than the, the current hardware that's out there right now for 3ds so i think it's well obviously i mean this stuff comes out in the time of from the time of recording in like two weeks or something like that so we'll, we'll know all about that kind of at that point but at this point it's mm-hmm. kind of guesswork but yeah both me and danny are planning on getting the new 3ds right so yeah world exclusive opinion on the new smash brothers game on the new 3ds yeah, stay tuned for that. Here in Japan, Danny's favorite phrase. Yes, I say it all stay every, tuned. Episode. every episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um... A lot of people have been commenting that uh, the 3DS Smash Brothers is basically a beta for the Wii U version. Hmm. And they may make a lot of adjustments based on information they wrangle from uh we or er, 3ds players you mean overpowered characters things like that yeah exactly well that um maybe if we complain enough about the net play they'll implement <laughs> something better on the wii u so let's do that a lot um but yeah, char- yeah, yeah character balance is another big thing well and stamping out bugs the the me some some me's are kind of overpowered and if you choose certain me move combinations, um, I made this pretty cool uh, hand fighting me character. And uh, I mean, normally, I mean, the default version, you know, his side B is pretty cool, but his up B and down B are not that good. But you can actually just change them to have good versions of everything. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, I guess that is a bit overpowered. Like, you know, if you do it up one, it does this kind of like flying scissor, uh, like a Liu Kang style <laughs> bicycle kick. Right. And like is a like neutral one is like this really uh, high, like this charge move. Um, and, you know, you can do this slide kick as well. And it's like, it's just crazy. 
it's pretty cool. But you can't actually play those online, so uh, I think it's just local play and uh, single player. In case people were wondering, you can't take your me online. Hmm. There you go. So yeah, I guess that was just too much to uh, to uh, to implement for online. You know, with those that many combinations, because the me the me dude is basically thirty six characters in one, isn't it? Hmm. Well, it, yeah, it makes sense. They they probably know that there's going to be some uh, combinations that are too good or too silly or whatever, like. You know, they did the same thing in uh, Street Fighter 4. Like, in Ultra Street Fighter 4, you can not only play as, you know, the 40 or so characters, but you can actually play as the older versions from the different revisions they've released over the years, including some they made kind of overpowered. <laughs> so, you can play those. You can play those in unranked matches, but you can't play them in ranked matches. Makes sense. Yeah. They do have their own all their own final smashes though. They got three final smashes for the Mies, which are pretty cool. Huh. One for the the punchy guy, the shooty guy, and the sword guy. Nice. So they're kind of, they're kind of similar to ones that you know are on the other characters, but you know they're slightly different. It's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> look out for a feature on the site about the uh, all the different costumes. Oh. That they have eight costumes for every character. Um, we're currently working through every character, taking pictures of every uh, costume. God, so look forward to that sometimes. <laughs> sometime in 2015. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I can't promise that will be finished by the time this podcast goes out. <laughs> Twenty-five more to go. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's just say we're trying our best. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag please understand. <laughs> please. <laughs> But yeah, breaking news, as we're recording this uh, episode, uh, they just announced the Smash Brothers for Wii bundle, which comes with the GameCube controller with the logo on. So that's pretty cool. Ty, are you going to be picking up the Wii U version only? Right? Yeah. W- would you get this bundle? Yeah, I'm planning on getting the adapter. And, you know, if they throw in a controller, that's one more or one less I have to buy. So. Right. Yeah, I have two yeah. two GameCube controllers ready to go, so I'll just grab another one at some point. Yeah. Yeah, so this uh, thing that's just been listed on Amazon is the GameCube controller adapter hub, a branded GameCube controller, and the game for $99. <laughs> that's so okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good deal. Yeah. Have you seen a Japan release for the bundle? Uh, no, that's uh, I think that's... Uh, North American. Okay. So, well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm sure they would. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's. I think it's the thing that's possibly going to happen. Obviously. And I mean, you know, man, I have like one of the cool white GameCube controllers that were. It's kind of like Wii era stuff. So I mean, I have like already have one set to go. But it'd be nice just to have another one ready to go. And in terms of and also this adapter, because honestly, I mean, even when I played Brawl, I've always played Smash. I mean, I didn't play Smash on the N64, really, but I played Smash on GameCube and then Brawl with the GameCube controller. So, I mean, I I need this. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I'm sure, sure most people feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Did you see the guy who modified a 3DS to have a GameCube controller? I think so, yeah. That was... Like with the wire? Like a wired, <laughs> wired to the 3DS. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's cool. I appreciate his dedication. 
<laughs> and yeah, his, and his talent. Yeah, yeah. and his insanity. <laughs> Portability. Yeah. You know, um, if I can uh, add something here, I was at Super Potato a couple times in this last week. Mm-hmm. While it was being picked clean by all the foreigners that came to TGS. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Um, Damn foreigners. So I noticed they had GameCube controllers in there. And they, mm-hmm. they, they're they not Nintendo branded, but they look like the exact same controller mold. Have you guys tried those? Yeah. I have not, but I've seen them. And I'm, I, I'm always hesitant about third-party any kind of controllers because I've just had shitty experiences. Right, exactly. Especially on ones with analog. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I thought they were legit until, like, I look a little closer. Mm-hmm. They're not branded, but they're yep. only, like, 20 bucks or so. Yeah. Because they really look exactly like the same couple of packages that they released back in the GameCube era in the States. Yeah. Where, yeah. I mean, you look at, if you look at the, the GameCube packages here in, in Japan, they around that era, they were actually boxed, like, the controllers and stuff like that, because... Actually, yeah. oddly enough, I had found like a Spice GameCube controller, like a Japanese version, at some like game store when I was in America back, like you know, fifteen years ago or whatever. But yeah, like these things are like you know the molded plastic type of packages and stuff like yeah. that. Stuff you would have seen even like probably nowadays. But it's like, yeah, and you look at it you're like, oh, that does not have like this official Nintendo seal. No, thank you. <laughs> At least that's my. In, in yeah, you look. You look a bit closer, and it says GameCube. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I always shy away from those. Yeah. Though I'm, I'm curious to try one. Maybe I'll just buy that one and you know make my guests use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, even even with like those white GameCube controllers, like the ones that I got, like whenever they actually you can, if you can still find them, like at like local electronic stores and stuff, they're like you know, 2,000 yen, so, like, roughly, like, 20 bucks. Right. And they have, like, actually relatively long extension cords compared to, like, a standard right, GameCube right, right. controller, which is bizarre, but good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, the times change, don't they? People uh, people sit further away from their massive 52-inch TVs now. Imagine that. <laughs> They're probably laggy. <laughs> <laughs> 0.003 milliseconds out. <laughs> no buy. Right? Welcome <laughs> to my life. Right, and we have we're going to kick off. We have a little bit of news here today, and we're going to kick off things with media create sales. This is actually data from between September fifteenth to September twenty first, two thousand and fourteen. Um, yeah, uh, in terms of uh, game sales, Smash Brothers for three DS here in Japan uh, already up. Well, this particular week, three hundred twenty one thousand already up to one point two million units here. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> just a couple of weeks, pretty impressive. Uh, following behind that is we could probably expect Yokai Watch Two, uh, the Gonzo and Honke editions, uh, which are another you know two huge sellers here. That's already up over two point five that particular week, fifty six thousand. 
Um, actually, the, the number coming in number three on the Wii U. It's a very rare thing. Wow. <laughs> it's something on the Wii U in general. Uh, Bayonet. <laughs> yeah, what is that thing? Uh, yeah, Bayonetta two. Uh, coming in at thirty eight thousand that particular week. That's the launch week of this of the game. Jesus um, Christ, that's that's an expensive game. Eight thousand three hundred yen. That's like. But you know, we I, I I've talked about this before. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like eighty three hundred yen. Like basically, its retail price is like eighty three bucks. But typically, if you go looking for this thing in like retail stores, you're probably gonna get about a ten dollar discount do, or something like that. Do you get? The first Bayonetta in Japan, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get one and two yeah, for this. Yeah, I bought it. Um, yeah, and each one comes with its own case together. Oh, really? In, in like, a bigger cardboard case. Okay. It's rather nice. Yeah. That's cool. So, like, if you've already gone through Bayonetta 1, you can just let a friend borrow it. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun. Cool. Yeah, this is something I'm I'm considering at some point in the future. God, it's a steal, Danny. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you're getting two games, two games for like, yeah. you know, you know, 70, 80 bucks or something like that. That's not actually too bad. Um, That's $40 each. Yeah. So, and <laughs> Which is what normal games cost, anyway. Pretty much, right? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, next up on that list, uh, PS3 version of Destiny, uh, which at this particular point sold through about 18,000 units here. Uh, that particular week, I think it's like the second or third week it's been out, so it's about a, about sixty seven, seventy thousand units An here. Online first person shooter, doing yeah. Well in Japan, imagine that. I mean, you know, I, I think we had mentioned like last year and stuff, Call of Duty and <clears throat> stuff like that. You know, this stuff is getting a little bit more popular, but you know, obviously, it's nowhere near as what the stuff could be in the West. So, I mean, that's expected but it is kind of surprising to see how much more popular this stuff is getting here cats it's kind of like and dogs a, living together pretty much it's a thing that happens every once in a while <laughs> and then uh i guess just for in terms of top five i mean you know dragon quest 10 online on the 3ds the uh, shit version that we talked about last last time okay i've got an update from this study so i tweeted out like about this because did we we talked about this last episode right Danny? oh yeah yeah so we asked, is there a physical version of this game? You mm-hmm. thought there may be, right? The answer well, no. is yes, there is a physical version in the shops, like a box, like right. a 3DS box. But when you open it, there is no game card inside. Right. It's um, it's a piece of card uh, with your barcode on or whatever, the, the, the number to put in to download it, and then mm-hmm. the number to get whatever 60 days of play on it. Right. So... <laughs> That is what is inside the box. Yeah, it's a really bizarre thing. Actually, the only way I figured this out, because I think shortly after we recorded the episode, I, I went to Amazon and I found like the box on Amazon just because I was updating like game profiles and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, there's a game box, but there is not a actual like physical game cartridge. It's just a it, it is an empty box <laughs> that you buy, which is fucking ridiculous. But so you put that on your shelf and you never ever. <laughs> Ever use it again? <laughs> I mean, who am I to judge? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that is such a—it's such a weird concept to me. That you know, I mean, it's an—it's an online game, right? So you, of course you have to be online to play it, and you have to be online to download it. But right. So like, I guess, I mean, it's not the card. Like, you, you can get games as you know, you can buy download games as a card, right? Right, like, like literally like a right? like a like essentially like a credit card type of thingy where you can actually get these and you just plug in the code on your three D S or Wii U and you know, you download it from there. But this is completely different. It's I mean this is a 
digital only game that you can buy in the shops or you can just buy directly from the eShop. But it's like, yeah, it comes with a package. I mean, mostly like these games with comes with the cards. It's just like this card and like some kind of like a cardboard like thing around the card. You know what I could get behind to try and encourage people to you know download the better eShop games. Maybe have you know I don't know. Not all I can think of is Dylan's Rolling Western, but that's shit. <laughs> uh, but just like for example, a big eShop game, mm-hmm. Danny, you're the eShop guy. Okay, What's a good big eShop game. Sure. Well, let's say something like, you know, Pushmo, Crashmo, something like that. There you go. Like, something like that. Have that on a card, mm-hmm. you know, in your 7-Elevens, in your game shops, things like that. that I think that would be pretty cool. Because yeah. people are like, oh, cool, there's a game, there's a 3DS game, and it's only, you know, 1,000 yen. Yeah. Or $10 or whatever. I well, think that's a pretty cool way. You know, I guess if you really want to talk about that type of stuff, like, actually, just here within, like, the past, like, month or two, Amazon has actually started to offer... Like they have like this specific place here on the on Amazon Japan where they actually offer uh, downloadable Japanese eShop downloads. I mean, download codes. This is something that you 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 see for like every other type of console <laughs> in the West, but it's something that's kind of opened up here in Japan recently. And this isn't this exclusive to retail games. You can actually get like you know eShop exclusive stuff too, including you know. Pushmo, I think Pushmo on the on the Wii U and a couple of other 3DS things and stuff. Have you bought anything like that? No. In what? That way? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. If I'm going to do, I don't do understand this... Amazon Japan because I tried to buy, I tried, I checked um, Smash Brothers 3DS, mm-hmm. and Amazon did not sell that game themselves. It, only the third party games, I, uh, third party retailers. It's them. it's really strange sometimes. I mean, Smash Brothers is a kind of a unique case because it's very popular. Actually, I seem like it's sold through. Amazon, that's you know, throw through sellers and stuff like that. So it, it's it's really bizarre sometimes with that stuff. But yeah, I mean, you can actually see the stuff sold directly through Amazon here. It, it's it's a little bit different than what it is back in North America. Whatever the beef is, I don't get it. I, I don't understand it myself. I mean, yeah, there's probably a whole story behind that that you you guys out there probably already know. But yeah, it, it, it's it's just a different. World. I heard it was something to do with returns or something like Nintendo doesn't accept. Returns, or they make Amazon pay for returns, or something, something like that. It's a good policy. Some bullshit. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But things have definitely. It, it's a little bit different here, so yeah. There you go. Dragon Quest Online now available on a piece of card <laughs> <laughs> for your enjoyment. Yeah. So. Yes, I mean, yeah. In terms of news, there really wasn't a lot of stuff here in the past. Hey, you forgetting Mario Kart Eight. Are we? Still, oh, it still hasn't reached a million. Oh God, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, and it's it's Mario Kart Eight is in the top ten here. Uh, it's about like six hundred seventy-two thousand. You know, that's doing too bad. And even the Yo- original Yokai Watch, it's still literally in the top ten, which is ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> um, Man, but yeah, amazing, like the lower the lower selling games, like the you know number nine, number ten, is the weekly sales are like. Not even five thousand. Yeah, and then the top seller, you know, it's like three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. Such a you know uh, divergence that it's crazy. Right. And Yoshi's New Island didn't even make number ten, number eleven, and it's hundred eighty-four thousand units from Japan. Yeah. It only came out recently, right? When was it? Yeah, it was back in the summertime. So, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, something like that. Not so good. Yeah. 
So, I mean, even in terms of, like, hardware, I mean, 3DS is doing pretty well. This particular week, it sold, like, 43,000 units. In the previous week, something like 39. So, you know, it, it's seeing, like, an increase in sales. And even with the, no, with the new 3DS coming out, it, I mean, Jesus Christ, this thing is still killing it here. I mean, it's still at the top of the sales charts pretty much every week. So, this is, well, I mean, the new 3DS is just, like, a move to keep it up there and to not move it away. And, well, Yoshi did better than Hyrule Warriors, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or Zelda Musou, as it's known here. Yeah. Is, uh... Dude, what the hell is Brawl doing in the top 20? That's what? <laughs> <laughs> Brawl's down there. Can Weird. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is bizarre. <laughs> That's amazing. And it's still full price. I love it. I love yeah. it. I'm not, are, are, you are you honestly surprised by that? I'm not. It's that will be full price until the day you know the Wii U version comes out. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> when the first time I came to Japan, uh, I, I tried to like, oh, hey, there's Smash Brothers on the GameCube. Oh, it's like, you know, $80. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sorry, James, like 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> 20 quid <laughs> there it is yeah <laughs> that's crazy so yeah so yeah Smash Brothers is, looks like it's doing well on the 3DS oh yeah so they were right to release it on the, the portable system first at least right. in Japan anyway absolutely absolutely to be the right decision yeah I'm sure the Wii U version is going to do okay well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see it'll do whatever Mario Kart 8 did yeah maybe yeah. slightly better yeah so, you know, I guess in terms of uh, what, we did get a, some kind of a letter or tweet or something. <laughs> we did. To the, yeah. uh, at uh, the Famicast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you to, uh, oh my God, what's his name? <laughs> Addison Webb. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, A.K.A. Hacker Alias R. Weber. Yeah. Uh, he said to you, Ty, I guess yes. this is the Ty, why, why am I so bad at Killer Instinct? Any beginner tips? I'm competent in Street Fighter and King of Fighters. I guess he's trying to make Oh, well, all good games. <laughs> Before you start yeah. to get good. No, uh, okay, it's not super intuitive in Killer Instinct. Like, uh, what, one thing that happens a lot, especially if you're new to the game, is... You do a big combo, but you only get like five percent damage because you don't do your ender. Like hmm. you have to, you really have to try to do an ender every time you do a combo, and that's just a special move with one of the the fierce buttons. Uh, you know, like you'll you'll do your fierce punch, shoryuken, or fireball, or giant crazy rabid wolf thing. Depending on which character you are, yes, Saberwolf. you guessed it. Hmm. <laughs> so, I am I am Killer yeah. Instinct, and so can yeah, you. So, <laughs> um, and if you get your opponent to mess up their combo breaker, the exclamation point will come up, and that will let you know you can do go hog wild with uh, fierce uh, auto doubles, and those will get you the most damage. When you uh, cash in on your ender, so like, don't just like waste all your precious combo time doing like light uh, auto doubles unless you're trying to get them to miss their combo breaker. 
If they missed it already, just do those fierce auto doubles and do your ender. Always, always, always do a combo ender. Yep. There you go. Boom. Boom. But, you know, you could have some cool. totally different problem that I can't see because of, <laughs> you know... You mean like mental problems? Oh, yeah, or <laughs> or just... Marital issues? Maybe he's trying to play the game with a Kinect. I I don't I don't know. Can you do that? That would be awesome. No. By awesome, I mean terrible. Right? It's like the Sega Activator all over again. Actually, no. That, that might be kind of awesome. <laughs> now I think about it. Uh, like <laughs> you have to mimic the exact move right. to do it. Right. So <laughs> I, I assume that's like the, like uh, the main thing that new players don't necessarily know. Like, if you just look at the life bar, when a combo is going on, there'll be this white part of the life bar. That's the damage you will get, but only if you do your combo ender. So, focus on hitting combo enders. It's kind of like when you talk to your boss about getting your summer bonus. It's like, <laughs> this is what you will get if you show up on time every day. Right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> if, you if you don't, if you don't, he just cancels it out and rips the check up in front of your face. Yeah, that's that's a perfect analogy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Now playing on NintendoWorldReport.com. Now playing on NintendoWorldReport.com. <laughs> so we have Fatal Frame Five, uh, which is actually out on the Wii U this this weekend. Um, yeah, so pre get prepared to be freaked out or something by this weird, you know, Japanese horror stuff that is either really scary to you or it's just totally not scary. It's a thing yes. that's happening with boobs. <laughs> and Japanese anime girls like taking pictures of stuff because that's just what they do. Um, I guess I guess other than that, um, and the Super Mario Kun comics. Yeah, so at the low low price of forty dollars for the low low price of four thousand four hundred yen, uh, you too can be the owner of a digital version of Super Mario Kun comics on the Nintendo 3DS eShop. Um, as long as you have access to a Nintendo, uh, a Japanese Nintendo 3DS, <laughs> you can have fun with that, reading all this stuff. Or you can probably just get the physical version for like, you know, a dollar a piece. <laughs> Your choice. Elsewhere, <laughs> elsewhere on Nintendo World Report, the uh, Club Nintendo Japan uh, Awards rewards were announced. Right. It so... says awards on the article, but it should say rewards. Uh, did I? Oh my god. But that, that, that will be edited. By the time you read it, maybe it won't be. Uh, so this year, <laughs> this year is Club uh, Nintendo Picross Plus, right? Um, and a special Japanese Mario theme calendar, right? And you know the, these calendars are something that come out every year, but particularly uh, they're usually just like these kind of basic calendars that come out that are some kind of Nintendo themed things. But well, the kind of cool thing about this one is that they're Mario themed, but they're kind of based on like Japanese ho holidays. So you see, like, Mario wearing, like, you know, traditional Japanese clothing or, you know, something like that. So it's kind of cool. And, you know, with, with this Picross game coming out, too, there are a lot of... I think there's something like over 100 new Nintendo-related puzzles that are coming out. And, yeah, so that's kind of cool. And, um... Danny, what, uh, what about the, um, the Monsanto video? 
Oh my God! Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So James and I had, during the Tokyo Game Show, we had put together a video <laughs> of a booth tour of the Monster Hunter Four booth. Uh, That's something you guys definitely want to check out if you want to see what it's kind of like to experience what it's like to get to play Monster Hunter in this like really ridiculously elaborate booth. I mean, Capcom really kind of goes all out when it when it comes to making these booths every year, but like this year even more so. It's the 10th year anniversary of the game. And, you know, you have this new version coming out, too. Uh, so if you kind of want to get some kind of an idea of what... Exclusive. They... Exactly. I mean, I don't think there's really too many other, if any, websites out there that are doing some kind of video about this. So you guys and, definitely... And definitely to... not as trolly as that one. <laughs> definitely I mean, not. If you want if you want a sampling of uh, my future troll video, that's a, that's a good way to start. <laughs> if you want to talk about King Troll, James Charlton is the man. <laughs> so, you, you should definitely check out this video. It's cool. You can see what what's going on there in a trolly, semi-serious kind of way. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely check that stuff out. Yeah. yeah, and then... And it's, it's, it's not exactly related to Japan, but the new 3DS was actually announced for coming out in Australia, which is the closest uh, English-speaking country to Japan. How's that for a tenuous It's link? okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, yeah, it turns out Japan is not the only country to get the new 3DS this year. Yeah, apparently. Weird. Please so. understand. Yes. So, uh, definitely check out all this stuff and more on NintendoWorldReport.com. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be a new feature. Yeah! So check out all this stuff. and uh, <laughs> Read all this stuff that you never read. Read all the stuff that you never existed. read. Just keep reading it again and again, even if you don't read it at all. So... <laughs> Alright, welcome back to the show. This is the moment <laughs> when we're going welcome to back. say goodbye. Where did go? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere, Danny. He didn't go anywhere. I, I Maybe might've. most of the listeners did, though. Yeah, you guys might have for like a couple of seconds listening to the monstrosity that you just listened to. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. Um, you know, if, if you guys have any uh, comments... Okay. Or questions or anything like that about the show, anything you constructive criticisms, whatever. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at the Famicast, or you can always send us an email at uh, Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com. Uh, another thing too, we have a James has kind of revitalized their forum thread for uh, the James. Refresh my memory, the official name of that thread. The uh, NWR Japan Crew thread. <laughs> Boom! It's yeah, there. Something it, like that. It'll be linked up. It'll be linked up in the show notes, so you can check that stuff out. Uh, if you guys have anything you want to, you know, ask or say in there, definitely yeah. feel free to do so. Um, I guess so, we'll close up. As uh, as we begged in the last episode, please send us uh, letters for life in Japan, and you oh will, yeah, you will win a cool prize. Absolutely, just send anything. I can even, you know what? I'll even up the ante. I have some McDonald's <laughs> coupons for <laughs> <laughs> what. <laughs> You People can't use you can get, that. You can get free hamburgers. <laughs> as long as you get a hold of me before September 30th, you can get a free hamburger if you're in Japan. So feel free to do that. <laughs> you, can, you can contact me at, on Twitter at Danny. <laughs> first, 
So yeah, be sure to do that. So uh, Danny, Danny's so drunk now. By the way, no, no, Just I'm sober enough by now. Come on. <laughs> Since he started drinking at midday. Hey, it was only like five thirty. Come on. <laughs> yeah, last yesterday morning. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Yes, yeah. if you want to get in with some Hypertrol Get Fun, please follow me at Family Complicated. Mm-hmm. And uh, please. please enjoy. Yeah. Ty? Oh, yes. Please understand. Oh, yes. Don't don't mind if I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Twitter is Super Cat Drugs, the best name on Twitter. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's see. Um, a recent tweet I made. How about we do a recent retweet? I'm interested to know what tweets do people retweet that you tweeted. Grab some ramen. Somebody retweeted that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ah, uh, favorited. This guy was jamming Guilty Gear tunes outside of TGS. Mm. Yeah, there was a, a cool uh, street musician just uh, wailing on his guitar outside of TGS. Mm. I bought his CD. His name is TJ Ken. You can look him up. Awesome. Actually, I got a good retweet here. Uh, Straight out of TGS, I tweeted out that there was um, this market store selling games outside of uh, Tokyo Game Show. I saw that. I uh, I, I actually saw them every day, but they didn't have uh, games on the way in, just on the way out. So yeah, the, it turns out there was a store selling American Xbox One, uh, maybe PS4, and Wii U, like American Wii U games. Yeah. Outside TGS, and also they had an American 2DS. Huh. And, and they were selling American 2DSs for ten thousand yen, which is just and, crazy. Huh. Yeah, and and a, and a lot of oddball toys and stuff like you would see in an American GameStop. And no shit, I was t- I was talking about this with Danny that very same day. I said I'm gonna buy it. At, a new case for my 3ds XL, right? Mm-hmm. They had. I was about to buy one for one thousand five hundred yen. They had the same case for two hundred yen. Damn, like two dollars. <laughs> That's crazy. I thought they was all ripped off. I thought there's like these were all stolen goods or something. But probably were. Probably, but I don't care. I've already bought it now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Cool. And... Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed this you know episode um yeah a lot of, uh, pretty tgs heavy but um yeah um that, that's pretty much gonna do it so uh, uh, you know i want to give a big shout out and a thanks to james for coming on the show this month hashtag you're welcome <laughs> and as always thank you ty hell yeah uh be sure to watch the famicast twitter i'm gonna do some things to it yes Uh-oh. ty has unlocked the secret passcode or something yes <laughs> or aka i found it and <laughs> gave it to ty <laughs> yeah hold on to your asses ladies yeah yes. things are gonna happen hold on to your asses and yeah we'll catch you guys next time so thanks a lot guys and yeah we'll see you later time to out peace, peace.
still tripping on four rollies, four rollies, four hippies, four hoes, and no hackers, and no hackers, four blowing on that endo, GameCube, Nintendo. Now, okay. I'm recording. I'll, um, James, try, I'll, I'll yeah, try not to scrape your shit. I'll um, do what I do the best I can. Sellotape it, the mic to your face. Something like glasses that. Glasses or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll start off the episode just so we get all the shit. You should make, like, a gangster version of Google Glass and, like, tape your iPhone to your glasses. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so not that kind of gangster. Oh, sorry, God. I said ghetto, didn't I? Well, that's what I'm all about. <laughs> <laughs> well, after your after your trash can ex- escapades last episode, <laughs> <laughs> it's what I wow. do. It's what I do. I rest. Gar- I rest computers on my garbage can. <laughs> White trash, motherfucker. <laughs> Damn. So let's uh, count down from three. Three, two, one. GameCube, Nintendo. You want me to just go ahead and kick it off then? Sure. Since I'm the only one that played Bradley second. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. I think you're the only person who played Bradley first. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, you're on your end, dude. Alright, it's cool. GameCube Nintendo. Yeah, so I mean, other than that, I did get a chance to play uh, Final Fantasy Explorers, which... That kind of reminds me of a... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Daijobu? Okay. Okay. That's a good outtake. Danny's, uh, Danny's girlfriend redecorating the house Jesus with Christ. a sledgehammer <laughs> during podcast recording. Yeah. Just put that at like, the very tail end. We'll do that. So That's uh, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> GameCube, Nintendo, 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 Nintendo. Actually, what's really kind of cool, too, like, this particular, this past week, too, there's, like, these Nintendo-published Super Famicom, it's called, like, Heisei Shin Onigashima, like, books, like, these adventure games in Super Famicom that are about, like, basically Momotaro. And, yeah, they're exclusive, obviously, to Japan. You're not hey, Danny, sh- what's Momotaro? It's boy, son of a peach. <laughs> <laughs> son of a peach. Yeah. Peach well, let, let's just do this.